It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Nine one zero nine zero four four zero zero five four. Sign in a sale. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. Hold on one moment. I'm going to get Christopher Harris on, okay? We've had a... It's too early for me, and I don't normally do this myself. Okay, okay, okay. So hold on. I'm just going to add... I'm going to add Chris. You guys are going to love it. Hello? Hello, we're here. Oh, you're there. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I I figured you guys were. Let me get Chris on. Hold on. Okay, okay. So sorry. You you ladies will probably never, ever want to be on our show again. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) I just hate when I don't have my engineer. Okay. I'm not technical. Well, sort of technical, but this is really over-technical. When I have this whole big studio thing in my in front of me wow okay let's add chris chris is driving to G- he's on his way to detroit he's driving to detroit he'll he had to be in a real good mood <laughs> See, it was really simple i just overcomplicated it this is chris mr harris this is maureen how are you I'm good. I'm so sorry. And ladies, I, I'm sorry. I, I was in the hospital for three days this week. So Bob is not able to join us this morning because, you know, he's our Mr. Wizard trader and the markets are, you know, crazy. Oh, my God. He's going crazy. Yeah. 
making a ton of money, so don't feel sorry for him. He's shorted everything. So, <laughs> so don't don't feel sorry for him. And he's taking care of my money too, so I'm fine. But um anyway, well, sure. Chris, I want you to meet Diamond and Silk. Have you seen any of their videos? They are the stump trumpers. No, uh, you know what? I, I, yes, what I, I actually have. Not thought of it. I have seen uh, clips of one of their videos. Okay, well, they've become best friends of our show because we love Mr. Trump. I don't know if Hi, you're the- Chris. Hi. Hi, nice. How you doing, ladies? Yeah. So, Diamond and Silk. Um, afterwards, you're going to have to check out some of their videos. It, they are gut busting. I think. What did your first video have? Did you guys have like over a million hits when you did the you first? Probably had over a million hits. Well, that was with the Megyn Kelly one. <laughs> Chris, you're going to love it. They're Democrats, but they love Trump. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing that Mr. Trump has uh, developed quite a following. Yeah. Well, anyways, we, we're not live yet, so we're going to go live in just a second. So let me take let me just take my breath. So this is what I want to talk about, uh, kind of open the show on a somber note. Obviously, it's 9-11. We're going to talk a little bit about where you were and what your thoughts are and what you feel has happened in, in the last 14 years. And uh, I'm going to open the show like I normally do and make my excuses for Bob. And, um, you know, and then we're going to have some fun. How does that sound? Sounds good. Right, that's fine. Okay. Hey, Lauren, can you give me like two minutes before we go live? Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah, give me just a minute because I actually have. Are you at a Starbucks or something? You you poor guy had to drive to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, we're actually uh, stopping here real quick, but just uh, give no, me no. one second. I'll be right back. Go with ahead. You. I'm going to talk to my ladies. So, ladies, I am going to be in the spin room at the Ronald Reagan Library probably within feet of Mr. Trump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I had a million dollars, no, probably wouldn't even cost me that. If I had a hundred thousand dollars, I would fly you ladies out there with me, get you your press credentials. And I would have you in the front row with me. We would push our way up to the front row. There'd be no having us in the back. (laughs) Right. Oh no, no, we're not going sitting in that back. Are you kidding me? We want a chair. That's right, yeah. And I would just pay money to see you two go at Mr. Trump and ask questions. And I want to talk about this on the show because I think it's going to be hilarious. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. So, so think about it before we go live. Think about what you would want to ask Trump if you were going to be there. And I'm going to represent you ladies. And I'm thinking of, like, you know, either having some type of a um, – Sign with me that's going to say, you know, we stump for Trump with your lady's pictures on it. I'm going to have it, like, on our media table. Oh, I'm serious. Oh, I, I'm I'm totally serious. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> well, we got a few questions in mind. Oh, so. oh, we can't wait. No, we're really going to try to, like, um, make this kind of go viral with you ladies because we think it's we, – well, first, I mean, we just love you. We really, really love you. Our show last week got great ratings. Everyone loved it. We got great response. And we had a lot, a lot of hits and a lot of downloads to it. Did you guys uh, download it and put it on your site? Uh-huh. Yes. Did you like it? Were you happy with it? Oh, yes. Well, oh, we yeah. had a lot of fun. Oh, yes. we, we got good feedback from it, too. Very oh, good. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, we laughed. 
Oh, my gosh. That was the only thing that got me up at 6.30 this morning. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. I was going to talk to you later. My husband's a, a police officer, and um, he always leaves at 6.30, and I was so sound asleep. He he always says, you know, says goodbye to me and grabs my foot as he walks out the door and says, you know, if the gun's next to the bed, if it shakes, shoot it. <laughs> Actually, if it shakes, shoot the bastard is what he says. I love you, honey. And I always say, I love you, honey. Be safe. And then he grabs my foot. He says, that gun's right next to you. If that shudders, you shoot the bastard. No, that's <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies. I'm back. Oh, we were laughing. Chris, you'll appreciate this. My husband, you know, is a police officer, and, you know, for me to get up at 630 because I've given up the market days, um, it's, he leaves every morning at 630, and, you know, he's all, he looks like he's going out to combat. You know, they're all in fatigues now and all the stuff they wear because he's in, he's in Oakland. And he always, you know, hugs me, and I love you, and I always say be safe, and he walks down, and he always grabs my foot and shakes it, and he says, the gun's next to you, and if it's shutter, shoot the bastard. <laughs> Chris, we know Chris is a big gun guy, so I knew you. I thought you'd like that story. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm actually uh, pretty well armed as I'm traveling to Detroit. So. Yeah, be safe too. And you're from Detroit, right? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of family. So it's just a, Detroit. So, so it's a family. I hope it's a good visit, not something something that's happened, some tragic. Oh no, no, it's a. Well, Pleasure. It's a pleasure trip. Oh, good. good for you. All right. And business. All right. Let's everybody take a deep breath in with the with the bad air. Out with the good. And we'll go ready. I'm ready in one, two, three. Good afternoon, Los Angeles. I am Maureen Enner, your Northern California connection. And today my Southern California connection is gone. He left me alone to do the show. But I have I have three, uh, I don't want to say better co-hosts, but I don't know. They might take his job. It's pretty big. It's, it's really not that great. It, you really shouldn't uh, take a day like today off when I have these two, three, these three guests on. But anyways, Bob Lang has had a meeting today. The markets are crazy, as you know, and he's been bombarded. And so I offered to go I fly solo. But today we have again with us, the amazing ladies that were with us last week that we got huge ratings from, Diamond and Silk. Welcome, Diamond and Silk. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. And thank you. And we have another returning guest who is another person that we got huge ratings from and everyone really got posi- gave positive feedback. And that's Christopher Harris, who is the director of Unhyphenated America. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Maureen. Well, how is everybody doing today? Wonderful. Wonderful, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a beautiful day. Well, today is 9-11. Today is uh, the anniversary, the 14th year. I cannot believe it was 14 years ago. I just posted um, a photo on my, on my Facebook page. I'm, um, we are doing a pre-record for uh, those on the, on the West Coast. This show will air live at, well, air pre-recorded at four, but we are up early this morning on East Coast time. So 14 years ago, I was actually being evacuated from my building in San Francisco at one, uh, the one metro. I was on the 42nd uh, floor, the top floor. I worked for Bear Stearns. And I um, 
posted a, a picture of my old business card. I have one business card that I've saved from Bear Stearns. And I put, this is where I was that exact, in this exact minute 14 years ago and did not go to work for a week due to the markets being closed. And I will never forget that. I will never forget losing over 700 of our clients at Cantor Fitzgerald. A friend of mine was on the phone with Cantor Fitzgerald from our L.A. office trying to get a bond trade going when the plane hit and the phone went out and she called me in the San Francisco office because she thought they were just having phone problems. And it was about that minute that one of the managers came in and said, get out, there's been a terrorist attack, a, a plane has hit the the World Trade Center and I thought, why are we leaving? What's the big, we're, we're about thousands of miles and, there's, and she said there's more planes on, on the way and they think one is coming to the B of A building which was right across the street from where I was. And I'll never forget, um, you know, when you go to work in the markets on the West Coast, you go to work at 5.30 in the morning, and uh, you start work at like 6.15. So I used to get on the desk at about 6. And when it was really just, it really was about this time, 7.45, that they were telling us to get out. And all these people were coming into work. And very few were leaving because a lot of them didn't know what had happened yet. They were on the trains. And they had the train styles open for BART. And they were just telling people, just go, go, go. And they had cars just lined up open, just go, just, you know, just go, 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 go. You know, and I still couldn't really grasp it. I hadn't seen it. I didn't really understand it. You know, we didn't have phones that we could see anything back then. And... I was two stops from where the train goes under the water. And right before we went under the water, I guess the second plane had hit the second tower. And the train operator came over and said, the second plane has just hit the second tower. Um, It was either the tower or the Pentagon. I, I, I can't remember at this point. But he said, to, and I'll never forget it, and I get the chills every time I think of it. He said, the country is under attack. And that is just as we are going under the water of the Bay, you know, go under the Bay to get across to the East Bay. And I got home, and this is when my children were still small in school, and I was able to get home, and they had not gone to school yet and um, because it was still so early. And my daughter wanted to stay home. She was at freshman high school. And my son, who was in fifth, drove him to school, and I said, are you sure you want to go to school today? And he said, no terrorist is going to keep me from missing school, Mom. I'm going to school today. And that's my story. And we stayed home for the whole week. I like everyone glued to the TV and, you know, watched in horror. So, Chris, what's your memory of 9-11? I was working at that time with NCI. My my full-time employment is I actually do IT work. And at that point, I was working for NCI. Uh, and actually, I work. Uh, I think I was working overnight shifts, or, or yeah, I was working overnight shifts, and so it was coming to the close of my day anyway. But just uh, you know, when we first heard about uh, the plane hitting the uh, the towers, and of course because of what I did uh, managing the uh, you know the networks, uh, we had TVs on because you know if there were changes uh, uh, in the weather, whatever like that. We needed to be able to shift around MCI tele- uh, telephone networks and everything. So. You know, we had all these screens. It was kind of like working in a a news operation room because we had multiple TVs and everything. So I remember oh, yeah. that, uh, you know, when that happened, we were all kind of like, you know, shocked, like, oh, but, you know, it was just like, oh, that's a tragic accident. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, man, that's such a shame. You know, an airplane crash. It's like, wow, they, they hit the tower. Gosh, how do they hit that in all places? You know, and all these thoughts, just how terrible of an accident that was. Uh, but then as the news started here reporting uh, that uh, I think the Pen- now I can't remember if the Pentagon got hit next or not, but I do distinctly remember watching the video or watching live when the second plane hit the towers. Right. And that was, you know, that, that you were, you were stupefied. You were just like, I can't believe it. Yeah. That's, that's what when you saw. knew it was, that's when you knew it was like, oh my God, this is not an accident. And yeah, and and you know, I'm a, I come from a military family, so yeah, uh, and just the idea of you know, we have family and friends. In fact, we had a very good friend uh, who who hosted me when I first moved out to Washington D.C. She was working in the Pentagon at that time, mm. so the, uh, my thoughts immediately went to her. And just the concern for whether she was okay, right? And uh, you know, of course, she was obviously uh, later on. But uh, it was just that idea. It's like, wow, the, the Pentagon has been hit, and our nation's under attack. And once again, I come from a, a strong military family. I was raised overseas in Germany during the Cold War, uh, so you know, I, I was always aware that there were people out there who did not like us. Terrorist attacks were actually nothing new growing up in the '80s in Germany, uh, but it was new that. Here it was, an actual terrorist attack, a, a successful terrorist attack, if you will, on our country. Right, so right. So that was, uh, that, uh, yeah, I remember that day, and just uh, like most Americans, I was angry. Yeah, I'm angry still. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a shame. Everybody else seems to have forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, when when today rolls around, it just it's like it's like uh, when you when you have your when you give birth to your children or when you get married, you remember every detail of the day. You remember how the weather, what you wore, the smell. You remember everything, and that is how I remember that day. I never wore that suit again that I had worn that day. I threw it away. I I just you know I changed everything that I did. All of us did. We changed everything. Diamond and Silk, tell us where you were and what you remember on that morning. I remember standing in my kitchen watching Good Morning America cooking me breakfast. And I saw the first plane when it went through. But I thought, oh. okay, that's something, a freak accident. You know, yeah. but when that second plane went through, I stopped breakfast and I was glued to the TV. And I stayed stuck there. It was like I, I, I ate and watched TV and watched how this all played out. And it it was it devastated me yeah. that somebody came here. We trained these people. Mm-hmm. We trained these people mm-hmm. in our country, and look at what they did to us. Yeah, people hate us like that. So I didn't know how to grasp it. I was sad. I was mm-hmm. very sad. I was sad for our country. I was sad for people. I was sad for our first responders. All of the people that uh, was in the Twin Tower in the a uh, uh, plane that crashed in Pennsylvania, the the people that got hurt in the Pentagon. I was just sad that this happened on our soil, you know. And I worked on the other side of Fort Bragg. Oh. Off of work. They had everything shut down. You couldn't enter into Fort Bragg. Everything. Uh. Gates was locked. Guards was uh, uh, up. Traffic was backed up. It took us hours where a 30-minute trip, you know, to get home 30 minutes, it took us almost five hours to get home. Oh, my gosh. It was very devastating. 
And it at was, first, I, th- I thought it was just a joke. I just Not a joke, excuse me. I thought that it was just a, a tragic accident. Right. And then when it came again, I'm like, wait a minute. There's people inside of their airplane. Wait a minute. Something, something's happening here. What's going yeah, on? Like your mind couldn't yeah, conceive. My mind it. couldn't conceive. Yeah. Like I'm, I was like, is somebody playing a joke on us? Is is this really ha- happening on TV? Am I seeing what I'm seeing? Well, and too, it was like a movie. It was like a movie. Yeah, it was like, like a movie. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yes, it was like a Die Hard three or something. You know, it mm-hmm. was just like mm-hmm. this is not really nothing we had ever like seen. That. Yeah, just nothing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing we'd and ever seen. And to see seen. it actually happening on TV, actually in real, just actually happening, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Let me go get my glasses. Are you <laughs> serious? And, and look, yeah, this, this, this played out right here right in here. all America. Yeah. But well, you know what, though? It united us, though. It, 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 it denied us because we wanted to hold each other and love yeah. on each other. I know, but because what happened we, to that? It's gone now. I know. I, we got to get that back. But I don't want anything tragic to happen for that, to, to get that back. Mm-hmm. Right. We have to get back to Do you, do you know that day um, I went and got our flag? I, I, I don't know why. I, nobody told me to. They weren't doing I, I guess I just saw people were just, they had this flag. I went and took our flag out of the garage and hung it. And it hung the whole entire year. And do you know that three days after 9-11, you could not get a flag in America? Oh, they were wow. absolutely wow. sold out. You couldn't buy a flag. People were ordering them. There was such a demand for the American flag. Mm-hmm. And where is that today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we live in one of the greatest countries on earth, but sometimes we become so vulnerable. And so, you know, we want to have compassion for others, but some of these people just don't like Americans. Don't like um, Americans. There's a lot. They come in our country and hurt us. Right, and it's it. There's a lot of them. There's not just some. It's they're growing every day. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like we're in our own country, but we're not protected. We're not protected. We don't feel safe. Right, yes. and this is our country. That's and right. me, me being, I was on Wall Street. I worked in San Francisco, but it's the we we always it's the industry we call it. You work on Wall Street. It was it hit my industry horribly. Uh, I had been in the Twin Towers six weeks before uh, yeah. on business. Cantor Fitzgerald, which was the firm that lost single entire employee, except for the owner who had taken his son to kindergarten that day, um, imagine the guilt he's lived with. Uh, they were our, one of our largest clients. We literally lost over 700 clients in one day. Just boom. And, oh, wow. wow. And, and for it to hit our industry, that was my industry. I mean, our that was my. I love my industry. That was, and that's what they wanted. They wanted to take out the heart of the financial. Yeah, world of you know in the U.S. and and we are we are the world's financial hub. So, anyways, well, what do you guys do to mark this day? What do you do, Chris, to mark this day? Do you do anything special? Well, um, other than uh, my wife and I, just for, especially living in the Washington D.C. area, I find myself not wanting to be in D.C. Uh, on nine eleven. It's just Call me paranoid. Call me what's for call me, but it's like, yeah, you know, if there's ever going to be another attack, which you know, we we know that there have been other attacks. I, I just don't want to be in the Washington D.C. area. Just trying so to get out of there. Kind of the habit of, yeah, yeah, we developed the habit of leaving the area. But you know, my wife and I, we just try to make sure that time together as we can because you know we both are very busy people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, jobs, careers, and business, and everything else that we do. So we, we just try to make sure that 
we spend time together. And you know what? This is a great country, and driving around, uh, it's a big, beautiful country, and I'm always reminded of just how great our country is when I'm driving around uh, this country. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of one of those uh, little informal uh, traditions that we've developed recently. Yeah, I'm thinking of the song, of um, My Country Tis of Thee, right now, as you're singing this land, you know, My Country Tis of Thee, this land of... Um, see, I don't even know the second, which I knew as a child, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking of that song as you're driving through America. It describes, you know, from sea to shining sea and, and the, the mountains and the and the valleys and what this country is. Well, actually, it's so immense. Well, you know, as uh, you know, home for me is Colorado. I mean, it's funny because right. I'm born in Detroit, but, uh, you know, I reside in Virginia, but home for me is, is where my family lives, my immediate family lives in Colorado. And in Colorado Springs, uh, the uh, America, the song America the Beautiful was actually written, um, I forgot the lady who wrote the song, but she actually wrote the song after visiting Top of Pikes Peak. Oh, and, really? Uh, you know, the, I've, you know, been, yeah. I've been on the top of Pikes My aunt lives in, in Colorado Springs. I've visited many times. I've been to Pikes Peak, and I've been to the Air Force Academy many times. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful place. And, and you know, when you, hear, when you think about the, the amber waves of grain, uh, that the lyric in that yeah. song, Thank uh, you for helping me. Beautiful. Yeah, you, you can tell that she was, you know, when you've been to the top of Pikes Peak, you can see where she was inspired from because, of course, uh, you know, from from the top of Pikes Peak, I mean, you're you're looking across into Kansas and everything, and uh, you know, well, you can see pretty far out. It's flat. You know, when you look east from Colorado Springs, it's a bunch of flat land. Right. And you know, but you know, that, that's the breadbasket of America. So you know, that that's what uh, that's what leftists like to think of as flyover country, uh, but then again, it's a flyover country that feeds them. You know. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think just the uh, the appreciation for this country, uh, the more that I travel around by road, I develop a deeper appreciation for this country and meeting people and just the interactions with, you know, people of all ethnicities, uh, and we're all Americans, and that, that's part of the whole message of unhyphenated America. But you know what? Uh, regardless of the color of your skin, uh, we're all Americans. When we love this country like we love this country, you realize that there's no room for any hyphens and that we're all just Americans. And once you became an American citizen, there's no need for any other hyphens. You don't have to add or subtract anything from it. Which is why we love your message, Chris, and why we love having you on. Ladies, do you do anything special to celebrate today or to honor today? Well, I watched the memorials, and I was writing a blog. I was writing a blog on um, the memory of 9-11 and what we can do moving forward. Um, you know, like Chris said, we are a great country, and, and you know what? We're all Americans. Don't we're not divided by race, creed, or anything like that. We are just American. We're part of the human race. And if anything, I would want us to unite more, to just be together more, to be sisters. You, my sister. Chris, my brother. That's what I would want. And that's how I use nine eleven to just reflect and. Highway, how can we how can we unite again? How can we be close? You, we don't need someone coming in trying mm-hmm. to to divide us. You know, it's and really it's really something when you talked about how we how the day after you know nine twelve the day after you know everybody the flags and the 
we recently had a local police officer shot in the face. He was a very good friend of my husband's, murdered, dry, you know, pulled over some gangbanger at three in the morning, shot him in the face. He lived locally, uh, was a, a softball coach for the girls. I mean, just this amazing guy. The funeral procession could not believe. I even went with my flags, wearing my husband's, you know, deputy sheriff hat, baseball hat. I could not believe the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that lined this huge, huge street that they had to go down to get to the cemetery. And I just couldn't help but cry. It's horrible. A brother, uh, you know, all of us are blue wives. We all stick together. But, but why does it take something like that for us to have to show this love for or the, for our patriotism? Why, do, why does it have to take tragedy? You know, and it, sh- it shouldn't be like that. I don't know. And that's what we got to change. We got to love each other just because we love each other. I want to walk out my house and know that my neighbor next door, I, if you need me, I got you. If I need you, you got me. And it should be like that. And that's what we got to bring back. We got to stop letting people uh, divide us mm-hmm. because this is the United States and we have to unite. And it shouldn't take a tragedy to do so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I would just like to send my respects to all of my colleagues who are still working in the industry and God bless them and to my colleagues that I lost on that day and I lost a lot. But um, I'm glad we were able to talk a little bit about this and now we can go to a little bit funnier, we'll have a little bit more fun. I know we can. We don't want to be somber all day because I believe everyone who passes wants us to go on and be happy and live good lives, right? Yes. So, Chris, you have you are just slightly familiar with um, Diamond and Silk, but we caught their video. Um, they did an amazing video. They came after Megyn Kelly with all fours. <laughs> <laughs> They did not like the way she treated him at the uh, GOP convention, the first convention. And you know the, the, the what everything that stirred – I mean, everybody was stirred up about that. But you guys really threw in the pot. You guys really threw some spice in the pot. So, Chris, let me just ask you real quick. What are you thinking about Trump? Because I think the last time you were on the show, he, well, he hadn't even pledged. He hadn't even entered the race. He wasn't even somebody we, somebody we were talking about. Tell me your thoughts about him. Yeah, I think Donald Trump has uh, what he managed to do is to tap into uh, some deeper feelings uh, of what people are looking for from a leadership standpoint. Uh, at the end of the day, just show some guts. Uh, that that's I mean, to be honest, he's not my preferred candidate. I am actually more of a Scott Walker guy. Uh, but like I said, the, the message, or at least the uh, the delivery that, that Donald Trump has, is something that you know we that we're looking for more uh, from Republican candidates instead of you know mealy mouth, uh, just lip wristed uh, responses puppets. from everything. These puppets. I mean, well, yeah, well, what you're looking for is somebody that who's going to lead, and you know, well, of course, his campaign slogan of "Make America Great Again." Uh, that's something that people want to know. I mean, that, that, that they want to feel that somebody is in leadership. I, I kind of feel like we end up with the leaders uh, that, unfortunately, whether it's they tend to reflect the mood of the country at that time. You know, and, and so me being a student of history that I am, I, as I've looked at, like yeah, you know, whether Obama 
he reflected the mood of the country at that time for better or for worse. I, I wish he had never been elected. Uh, here was, especially, I was wish he had never been reelected, but <laughs> Obama reflected the mood of the country at the time. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you're exactly right. I was saying this the other day to somebody. You know, the, we were in despair, just like Germany before before the war, before World War II, and Hitler came and said everybody was, you know, he was going to fix everything. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't want to compare Obama to Hitler, but it's the same concept of somebody came along saying they're going to fix everything. And we were so broken down, we were just looking for anyone to fix us, help us, do it, fix it. He didn't know how to do it. He still doesn't know how to do it. Well, you know, the shame is uh, most people, if they study the economy, uh, if things were to simply get back to where they were when he took office, uh, the country, everybody would say, hey, this is great. I mean, that's what I think is interesting is that we continue to go downhill. Why do you think the market he – since he's been off. Yeah, look what the market is doing. That's why Bob can't even be with us this morning. The markets are so, so Skittish. It's not even funny, and I'm not. I'm, I don't even want to get into it. But it's scary. It's really, really scary of what is coming ahead. And you know, Bob is wicked smart. He's on CNBC. He is the one. He analyzes. He gives all the big shots, all the charting. Jim Cramer. You know he, what, what he does. He's no joke. He's the real thing. And it's it's pretty scary. I mean, like I haven't even been able to talk to him all week. It's just been he's just buried. So these markets are not going to play out well. And Obama is not going to keep being able to ride on the, look, the market's at 18,000 and look what I did. It's just not going to happen. He's going to go, it's, it's, and he doesn't know how to put the right people in place. And Trump knows the best people on Wall Street because I know the people he knows that he's going to put in those positions. And I know they know how to get it done. Obama doesn't know, doesn't understand economics. I, I truly do not think he understands how the Fed works, and I truly do not think he understands foreign policy. I really don't think he understands it. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, to me that goes without saying is that, I mean, the, the man is, a, is an avowed Marxist. Mm-hmm. So uh, as I go back and say, listen, I don't personally think he ever had any intention or desire to, to make anything better. And, and I've said this recently on several of the radio broadcasts. When you understand what, uh, what a community organizer does in the Saul Alinsky uh, model, yeah. then you understand that this guy actually uh, want, wanted to breed division. Well, that's the only way that they can gain power. Right. And, and as I always point out, and, and, and I go through a lot of trouble to, to, to write this out on a regular basis, we're talking about he, he is a true true believer in leftist regressive socialist ideology, and when you understand that ideology, it, it is a, it is one that does not produce wealth. I mean, the other thing that they talk about is how to divide the pie, but you'll never hear him talk about uh, uh, baking another pie mm-hmm. or expanding the pie. It's always about hey, you know, the philosophy is there's only one pie, and I wrote an article about this is that. And, and I thought it was a great one. I kind of pat myself on the back on that one. But, but uh, you know, the, the, the philosophy, their philosophy is that there's only one pie and it's only so big. And their whole economic thing goes back to when you were a kid and your mom baked a pie or your parents bought a, a pizza or whatever like that. And even though you were a kid and you didn't quite understand fractions, you knew fractions well enough uh, just on eyeball to say, hey, 
my brother or my sister, right? You know, you, you're like, why does she get a bigger slice than I got? Right. Uh, because it's this whole idea that there's only one pie. But it now, but Chris was it but Chris was it because she was she was darker than you and um poorer than you and deserved a bigger piece. <laughs> That's the way. I mean, yeah, exactly. is this the, the no, concept though of, when you talk about dividing the country and what he's doing? Well, yeah. I mean, for him, I mean, this is. The Marx, Marxist ideology, which is where socialism and everything really began to take root, is all about dividing people based on, it's what they call the dialectic. It's right. about pitting uh, right. two groups against each other, whether it's black against white, whether it's maybe I didn't use the best. I, maybe I didn't use the best analogy at your dinner table, but I meant to say, like, what is happening now is, you know, the the poor and the poor poor black neighborhoods for 50 years have just been given the same piece of pie and the same promise that they're going to get another piece of pie and that is what's dividing us the wealth you know the 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 rich the middle class the poor you know it's it's called united we stand divided we fall we have to start to bring that back into our ver that's what we need to start saying again. United we stand, divided we fall. Now, I want to get back onto the subject of Trump because I am going to be covering the GOP debate. I will be in the spin room for CNN. Chris, wouldn't you love to be there with me at the Reagan Library? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think I told you before, Maureen, is that uh, that would be one of the greatest honors for me to uh, to be invited well, Library. I am going to I am going to talk to Melissa. She's a friend of mine. She she handled my press passes for the GOP debate. We've become friends. I've, I I told you before I would talk to her. I will talk to her. Believe me, I will talk to her about that because you would be great. But very quickly, Chris, because I want to get these ladies. We've got to, I want to get these ladies in because they're going to just tear it up, and I, and I can't wait to hear what they have to say. But um, are you supporting Trump? Do you like his idea, and do you think he has a chance of winning? Well, I mean, I, I'm not, like I said, my, my personal favorite is Scott Walker. I started walking, looking at Scott Walker uh, back in 2010 when he won his recall. He's boring. I look at the message of Donald Trump or, or, or you know, especially his delivery. And like I was saying earlier, he has managed to tap into a vein that, uh, that the Republican Party has missed. Well, because the Republican Party—they're all—they're all career politicians, and he's not, and he can say what he wants. Well, exactly, and it's like you know, we we need somebody. Political correctness and cultural Marxism has been what's killing this country. Uh, that that you can't—the whole idea that you can't say anything. I mean, that that the essence of freedom of speech is to actually be able to say something. And, and it's not about whether somebody likes what you have to say. They don't have to like what you have to say. As long as you're not advocating uh, or, or trying to push the violation of someone else's unalienable right, you know what? You are free to say what you want to say. Nobody else has to receive it if they don't want to receive it. But God, you can say what you want to say. And that's one of the things that, that uh, I, I respect about uh, Donald Trump and a lot of other people are really – yeah, he's and, and, and I love it. how he treats the media. I mean, he had one guy try to flip his story around twice, and he said, "Hey, get out of here! You're fired." You know, like he was almost like, "You're fired!" Like, get out of here! Get out of here! You know, he just will not put up with it, and that is what we need. Because when we talk about a day like today, when we trained those terrorists, they took our planes, they used 
are thousands of us Americans. We need a man like Donald Trump in his trucker-style hat. Uh, he, I, I, I think he could get a better hat. I, I, I think I, I would like to maybe design a better hat for him because he, when he rolled up on the border in that little checker hat, he looked like he had to have the black Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. You know, the hat just to make it for me. <laughs> but I think that his message is something that we have been, we haven't heard. Even Reagan didn't have that strong of a message, but it was a different world when Reagan. It, it was just a, a totally different world. So. Um, Ladies, as you know, I will be in the in the spin room. I want to go viral. I need to do something. I, I I'm thinking I might act like Ramos, and jump up and interrupt everybody and and demand that he talks to me and then he moves removes me for the room and then lets me back in. Um, w- tell me what would you like me to ask Donald Trump and how should I get myself to go viral? Hello. I'm sorry, did we lose him? Hello? Yeah, I guess we lost. I'm still on the line. Did we lose them? Oh, we might have lost them. Let me, uh, let me just call, let me just call back into them very quickly. It doesn't show they're off. They're on a cell phone, so sometimes phones. Here we go. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm so used to doing my I did morning radio for so long I'm just not used to it anymore. Hello, Dominic Phil. Oh, we lost you ladies. I'm so sorry. Oh, yes, yes. oh my gosh. Well I'm talking away and then all of a sudden because I think we lost him. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So Real quick, this is what we were saying. I want to go viral. You know how you remember how Ramus went viral? He got he jumped up and down and uh, that Jorge Ramos, and then he got kicked out and then he let him come back in. Well, I mean, I'm thinking I'm either going to try to get a, a a Mexican accent like that, <laughs> or some like you know Chica Rivera shirt or dress or something. You know, do something with some do something mariachis, whatever, uh-huh. and or. Uh, ask you ladies to be my advisors of what what would you want me to ask Trump? Okay, something like this here. I really want to know, and this is like a serious question. Okay. Once he get in office, how soon will he start working on bringing our jobs back to America? Yes. Okay. That's what I want to know. How soon? So to you, so you want me. So how I would present it to him is, I would say, Mr. Trump, once you're in office, what is your first priority? Uh, my listeners are requesting or asking about jobs. Absolutely, that one. Mm-hmm. And, and one more thing: mm-hmm. Will he give companies incentives for keeping their businesses, their companies here in the United States of America, for the American workers? I think he's already said that. I think he's already talked about that. He's already talked about that. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty. He, you know, he's 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 brilliant businessman. He's a brilliant. I have followed him for years, um, and he understands what it, he he truly understands that we are getting crushed by China, right. by Mexico, by Japan, by Korea, where they're right. you know the average person who doesn't understand 
uh, finance in a high, in a pretty high level, because I really kind of have to stop and reread about it. But you know, in these countries, when they manipulate their currency, people don't understand that. They don't, they don't understand. They manipulate their, their currency to go in their favor. We don't do that. We have we have a Federal Reserve. So these other countries don't. So he he's going to have a lot of work to do. I mean, it's but my sense is that he's just not going to take any any you know what he's just not going right. to get he's going to put the best people he knows and i yes. know a lot of the people that he knows from working on the, in the same industry and i know they are the ones to go in there and work for the, the, the you know work work right. for the fed work for oh. put them in place to get our economy back so the economy and jobs are really kind of hand in hand right that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's you know, I I personally and Chris, I, I maybe tell me what you think. I think it's going to be awfully hard to just bring a whole bunch of jobs back. It's kind of like once you lose it, they go. What do you think, Chris? Well, I mean, we're, we're moving further into a service economy, but you know what? There's a lot of things like you said. You're talking about currency manipulation. I mean, we're seeing what happened with China. I mean, they've been manipulating their their currency. For a long time, it gave them a false economy. We got that big bubble bust. Uh, there's a lot of jobs that uh, manufacturing jobs could return to the United States, uh, maybe not to the same level they were before, uh, but there could be a lot more manufacturing jobs. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, a lot of stuff, in my opinion, is is at the state level because a lot of things that the federal government can do, uh, you know, just just lowering our 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 federal corporate yeah. tax. Well, I live they, in, they, 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 yeah. They, 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 oh, yeah. We have the highest federal uh, corporate tax in the whole entire world. And I live in California. Sure. We have the highest corporate tax in the nation to run a, to run a business in California. So yeah. who wants to do that? the corporate tax, just cut back on. I mean, you know, Ronald Reagan had a simple message talking about the deregulation, and people thought that it was a simplistic message. But there's a difference between a simple message and a simplistic message. But his simple message was cut taxes, cut regulation. Because at the end of the day, anybody who's ever ran a business knows that you spend way too much time doing paperwork and trying to be in compliance with ridiculous federal and uh, state, local, and especially federal laws. You right. spend more time doing that and you are actually running your business, and small businesses and entrepreneurs are responsible for largely all the economic growth in this country. So you want to make America great again, let, let's get the foot of government off the off neck. Off the neck. Right. Small business right. right, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yes. And you know what? We may not be able to bring every job back, but we can certainly stop letting them go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we got to stop, you know, well, we got to build the border, <laughs> so yep. the illegals can't come in, and we got to build another border so the jobs can't go out. That's right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yes. So, ladies, yes. give it to me. I want to hear what did you hear about Trump this week? What didn't you like? What did you like? And cheer me on because you guys are going to be my cheerleaders. I've never experienced something like this before. I've never been involved i've never been in the spin room with cnn with all these people with our show i'm just i'm excited i'm scared i'm i'm everything you could imagine so ladies give it to me tell me tell me what you think of trump this week what happened to him what didn't you like and cheer me on 
Willison. I love Trump this week. I like the fact that he was up there in Washington, D.C., fighting for the American people yeah. when it comes to this Iran deal. Yeah. How dare we take and think that we can give people that shout death to America $100 billion when that money can be used over here in our yeah. country. So he was up there fighting for the American people, and I like that. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff that the media want to feed us, I'm not even going to buy into it. The things that they try to hype up to make it look like uh, to vilify bellify, uh, uh, his words and, and make it look like he's saying something wrong and taking his words totally out of context. I'm not even going to go into that. I'm going to look at all of the positives. I like the fact that he was up there fighting for the average American. That's what I like. Yes. Yeah, he really was. Yep, yep, and he hates that Iran deal. He hates it. Well, he has said the minute he's in office, that's done. He's taking it out. It's, it's, I'm glad. It's done. I'm glad because we're not – they don't negotiate right because they still got our people over there. You know that. Yeah. They still got our people over there. Yep, what and, they hate, and they hate Israel. Absolutely, and that's – well, you are absolutely right. You know what? Let me calm down because I'm about to get irritated about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, I like when you get irritated. Get more irritated. Well, here's the deal. If those are our allies, then why are we protecting them? Why are we playing with the devil here? Come on, wake up. Listen, somebody should have negotiated that where we can get our Americans back. Those are our people. They're locked up over there for what? It's crazy. It's crazy. So everything that Donald Trump is saying is right. I love the fact that he was up there. His voice resonated. It spoke volumes. He looked like a leader. Honey, he looked like he was already running the free world. I said, look at our future president. I loved it. Yes. Oh, he does. He does. He looks like a leader. That's the other thing. He's not one of these, like, I can't stand that that Cruz and, and Rubio, Rubio, he sound like Pee Wee Herring, um, like, like, it's like, I can't I don't, we don't stand spoken. We don't need another soft-spoken one. And, and, and you know, I love Ben Carson. He's a wonderful man, but sorry, he's got no, he, no, he doesn't have the, you know, he, he doesn't have well, the toughness. He's a very nice man, very yes. smart, but he doesn't have, I wouldn't trust him to say, go F yourself, uh, uh, man. I'm with you. Listen, we don't need us another soft-spoken, timid person. We need some. We we got to look strong again. America is starting to look weak. That's why we have a crisis with ISIS. That's why we have a border that's unsecure. So put somebody in there that's gonna get some work done. And no. I know it's gonna be my man Donald Trump. Yes. And you know, no, you girls are not gonna eat Oreos again, right? You've given up Oreos. <laughs> We're not going to eat no Oreos, so we're not going to eat no Oreos. Chris, you better not eat Oreos again because, you know, they're being made in Mexico now. So don't eat an Oreo ever again. I hadn't heard that. Oh, oh, you know what? Okay. I do remember that they moved that. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot that they moved that plant to Mexico. Yeah, don't eat Oreos. I, didn't li- I never liked them anyway. I hate them now. Well, if they can't make them in our country, we don't need to be eating them. Exactly, and God knows what they're putting in them. You know, that water in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And listen, can I just can I just go ahead and do a shameless plug? Just visit our website, diamondandsilk.com, you all, to see what we're all about. about. Yeah. Oh, and we have you ladies. So, so um, we have you ladies on our website and our, our Facebook fan page. We have you everywhere. So give me a little cheerlead. What would you like? How would you like to see me? What should I wear? Have you, like, something have nice you ladies beautiful. seen my pictures on my on my Facebook? Have you seen my pictures? You need to go look at my pictures and see. I don't know what to wear. What I, I usually I always wear red, white, and blue when I go to the library. What should I wear? Something that's going to really stand out. 
Something's going to stand out. I have to look at your undertones, and I'm going to have to look at your pictures again. Okay. I'm going to look at your undertones, and I'm probably going to have to just email you to let you know. Me, me oh. and Sugar let you know what you need to wear. You have to, because i got to stand out but look classy, but stand out. You know, I can't okay. look like, okay. you know, chi-chi-cha-cha, but I'd like to, because I'd like to be a, you know. And, and, my, and my husband, his parents are from Nicaragua, and my husband speaks fluent Spanish. And I asked him if he would come on the show and pretend he was Jorge Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> so I can just rip away at him. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. So if, well, you, if you ladies were next to me at the uh, at the podium where, where Donald Trump was giving his um, – because the spin room is where they come after the, the debate, and that's where they answer press questions. So what would be the first question that you girls would jump up and ask him, other than what you just said? What – would you what would you say to him? I would say, Donald Trump, thank you for caring about America and thank you for keeping America safe. And when you get in office, how long is it gonna take you to build that wall? Yeah. <laughs> how long is it yeah. gonna take you to I get it done? A, I have a feeling he's already got the architects building I already feel, I, I I swear to you, I already got a feeling he's already got the architects designing it it's probably yeah. it's probably halfway built by now i wouldn't doubt it yeah yeah, yeah. with the big door right uh, there oh yeah no i i wouldn't doubt it i would not doubt it for one second well i for one cannot wait bob and i will be there together we're very excited we'll have our uh, media table set up there and we will not be live we'll be doing uh press interviews via our uh recorders and then we will have them our studio will splice it together and then we'll air it on Friday, we'll do two shows. We'll do part one on Friday because next Friday we in- interview Tim McGraw. Oh, oh, wonderful! Okay. Hey, that should be fun. Yeah. And he'll be playing in Irvine, and I will be going down to Los Angeles. We will have Tim McGraw and his backup singers and his opening act on, and then Saturday night for the show in Irvine, I am invited backstage, so I'll cover it backstage. So I have a busy oh, week next fun. week with the GOP debate and. Tim McGraw and Billy Currington and uh, Cash uh, Bryant. So, ladies and Chris, you do not disappoint. Never, never, do, never do you. I knew, you, I knew you guys would hit it off, and it would be a great show. Even though, like I said, it was a somber, a somber way to start our show. But you know, life goes on, when we have to continue to make this country better, right? That's yes, right. that's right. Divided we stand, divided we fall. Yes, that's right. Yes, definitely. And Chris, and, and ladies, if you haven't, and for our listeners, um, again, Chris is the director of Unhyphenated America. He's often seen on Fox. He's often seen on Megyn Kelly, ladies, so don't don't tear him up too bad. <laughs> okay, we want Megyn Kelly is still our sister, and regardless of what she does. Right. Yeah. She's been acting a lot better. She doesn't have that snarl. She came back with that snarl. She looks like Elvis, her lip. She just had that snarl. She came back from vacation. So, anyways, uh, so please again check out Diamond and Silk, uh, DiamondSilk.com. Uh, these are my my dump Trump ladies, and uh, are, who have become a good friend of the show, and another good friend of the show, Christopher Harris, the director of Unhyphenated America. Please go to his website, his blog. He has fantastic. Uh, oh, your your blogs, Chris are. They're amazing. You write. You're such a beautiful writer. I really love. I just love to read your blog site. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you, 
both for being with me on this day as we remember 9-11, 14 years ago today, right about this this time, our whole country was at a loss, and we've built, our, look at where we've been, look at what we've done. We've come back because we are America. So thank you so much for joining me today on California Connection on LA Talk Radio. Please join us next Friday. As I mentioned, we will have Tim McGraw and his backup singers and his opening act, and uh, we will have some coverage from the GOP GOP debates from the Ronald Reagan Library. And we thank you again for joining us. Have a great weekend and a great week, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.